This episode of Arcaspeak is sponsored by, you guessed it, Arcat. And Arcat is headed to Long Beach, California for the Construct Show. Come see them at booth 523, October 4th and 5th, to learn how Arcat can save you time and money finding the product information that you need. Arcat also offers Charette, which can help promote your firm and services. As always, Arcat is free to use. With all the time you're saving, you can enjoy the beautiful weather in Long Beach and go see Arca Speaks Interactive Luncheon on Wednesday. A little, little hype right there. Let Arcat help you f- get out of the office at arcat.com. That's arcat.com. And remember, booth 523 at Construct. This episode is also brought to you by Construct the national show dedicated to bringing together all disciplines in the commercial AEC industry. If you design, build, specify, engineer, renovate, or operate in the commercial built environment, this is your event. Construct takes place October 3rd through the 5th in Long Beach, California at the Long Beach Convention and Entertainment Center. Construct links thousands of industry colleagues that are focused on practical real-world knowledge for continued building success. The three-day educational conference and expo features 50-plus sessions and over 160 exhibitors and networking events. So we have an exclusive offer for ArcaSpeak followers. You can register for Construct by September 26th and get 15% off education or a free expo pass. Register with code DA15OFF103, which is a long code. You can go ahead and just get our show notes or head over to arcaspeakpodcast.com. And in the episode show notes there, you can click the link, which automatically will take you to the page where you can also enter that code. Again, it's DA15OFF103. And thanks to Construct for sponsoring this episode of Arcaspeak. And don't forget to come see us on October 3rd. We'll be there. Welcome to Archispeak, the podcast that talks about what it's like to work in the profession of architecture. Welcome to episode 151 of the Archispeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. All right, so this episode is Palindrome episode 151. It's a great number. All right, so we're going to do a little bit of follow-up. You love those things, don't you? I he love does, them. He does love You're them. You're always posting your mileage on your car odometer, or something. Odometer yes. palindromes. Well, you guys saw I got the trifecta the other day. I got, it was the the main mileage and the trip mileage and what was there? There was some other thing. Oh, it was my, my miles per hour. I was going 77. So, Wait, so you're driving and taking photos at the same time? I have, a, I have another child next to me holding the wheel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't they be holding the camera instead? In yeah, <laughs> maybe wait, better. Wait, 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 wait. Did I just out myself? Yeah. <laughs> I believe you did. Yeah. Although, <laughs> Trouble. Although, I mean, if you guys remember a you year or two back did. when... I would send you guys pictures of me like extreme gassing it where I've like like below E. And then oh, yeah. you guys, like, there's no gas station in sight. <laughs> you were freaking us out. <laughs> it's like, dude, get gas, please. Actually what was funny is on that particular trip, um I know this is a little side note here, but on that particular trip 
we were driving to a gas station that, you know, both Surrey and Waze said existed. And there were, and then um, when we get to the open field where there was no gas station, the next one was 43 miles away, and oh. I was just at E. You're and just I literally, at that oh point. my God, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, and then it, it was like, are we going to make it? Shut up! Oh man, yeah, we'll <laughs> find just, out. The tension is like there, I was just like, I don't know, if we don't, you're pushing. <laughs> right. Start so, warming up. All right, yeah. so so we wanted to start this episode with a little bit of uh, follow-up to a previous episode, which was 148, when we talked about the year off, and that was based on an email sent in to us from Mariah Majors, and she just emailed us back after she had listened to that episode, so we wanted to get everybody uh, who listens a little bit of follow-up on, on what has happened. So she did drive across the country, but she drove the day before that episode came out. What mm. timing on our part. Yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff. Yeah. So so this is a, a lesson to you listeners. If you want our feedback, give us advance. <laughs> give us <laughs> give it to us in advance of yeah, when you're man. when you're making that decision or doing the thing. Well so, we uh, might have sat on that one too for a, a short time. We might have. That's why I'm saying give it to us in advance. Yeah. I mean, don't don't yeah. wait till it's it's too late because because she she well, and, and the reason I'm bringing it up, she she thought it was all Really great advice, um, so that's why I'm telling you. That she no. <laughs> couldn't follow because we waited. <laughs> so it'd be great advice for somebody else, maybe. Um, yeah. and, and But she did say that she did want to start shooting video because she has a background in video production. Uh, and I think that that also leads kind of into our next topic, which we'll get to in a minute. But, but basically, she, she's enrolled for the edX course, the Architectural Imagination, um, she's going to be bartending for a year to kind of save up and get ready for school. She did try to, you know, get her foot in the door at a couple local firms. She a- any job she said she would take it. So um, I think you know it, her head is in the right place. And I think what what is is really cool about this is that it's the way that that people are thinking when they're applying to school. And maybe you don't get in the first year. What are you going to do? Um, and and so there there is that time where you can self educate. I mean, the resources are out there; they're so available. The edX courses there's there's amazing books on architecture. There's visiting architecture. There's learning everything you can about these projects, the masters of the craft. Um, and then there's a huge social media aspect to it, right? Where you can get to know people before you even get there. I think that all of those things to me show that. You know, her head's in the right place as far as what can I do to better myself before I even get there and just kind of wait and react. It's much more proactive than that. So I think well, I that, think that's, that's going to help thing. you get a job too, right? Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. if you're doing all this and documenting it, especially if she's doing YouTube videos, when you go in to apply for some job somewhere, you can you can even show the videos or just see here's what I did to be proactive because I think what that will tell the prospective employer is that this person's dedicated. They're going to work hard. They're creative. Right. And that's the kind of employee we can, we can teach them whatever program we're using to do stuff because you know, that's not an issue. It's this person's got the enthusiasm, the, the wherewithal to figure out and be creative to do that and that's the kind of employee you want oh yeah yeah you know and they're they're looking for new ways to you know express you know thoughts and ideas and to oh, yeah. you know gain experience and stuff and and these are things that 
are only going to help not only you know, the person doing it, but also that, the place of employment. So, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, you're going to be bringing skills that they may not have. Exactly. And exactly. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that good yeah. luck. I I also think that just as in a bigger picture sense, when it comes to video in particular, there's a reason YouTube's so freaking popular and it is a wealth of knowledge. I mean, it's not just entertainment. And I think one of the reason younger generations flock to platforms like YouTube is because there are so many creators on the platform making right. cool stuff in creative new ways. They are trying to figure out ways to get eyeballs watching their stuff. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it is a goldmine for that kind of thing. I mean, just just a shout out to Eric Reinholdt's 30 by 40 channel on there. If you guys haven't checked that out, just search 30x40 or 30 by 40 workshop. He right. is making these impressively uh, perfect videos. You know, they're they're well crafted like architecture is. I mean, he has his own firm, 30 by 40 workshop, but he does these videos that explain the behind the scenes process, how, how he goes about detailing or laying out a set or architectural photography, all of this stuff that give, can give anybody who's in the profession a jump start into running their own firm in a very creative way. And so I think that if you, if you start to look around for things like that, it, it just, you start getting uh, lots of different ideas about how you can approach the new way that architecture is being practiced. And like Neil just said with, with Mariah, like you're going to have skills to offer that firms don't have because they're coming from a history of practice, which is we photograph our work right. and we only right. photograph our finished work. I mean, mm -hmm. all, all of the in-process photos live on a server somewhere. They do not see the light of day. That's right. You know, and think about this. I mean, the, these are, we're getting to the point where hopefully moving from the still image to a more interactive imagery I and mean, whether it's video or whether it's VR with walkthroughs and things like that, if you're able to kind of like push the limits of, of your own knowledge and learning how to do those things, again, I'm going back to what Neil said about the, the value that you're bringing to this firm. I mean, you're going to teach this firm is like, this is the way, you know, these are the new ways of showcasing your, your buildings and stuff. I mean, hell, I like geeked out about being able to post, you know, an, an aerial shot, but I would have loved to have had the drone video that the still image was, was taken from for the bridge that I'm working on in St. Louis. And I would have loved to have had a drone video, you know, like from start to finish of this thing flying around and stuff. I mean, and that's a better way to showcase what's going on with the stuff than just the, the quick little still images from the drone. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, if, if a picture speaks a thousand words, video speaks a lot more than that. And yeah. I think what's so interesting about this is everybody already has this tool in their pocket. We've talked about this on the show before. Document, 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 document your process, document your ideas, because I think that's one thing that has really allowed this profession to suffer in all of the years that this profession has been around for thousands of years. Some people call this the oldest profession, right? Not, not the other oldest profession, even though this one's pretty close to that one. Um, yeah. we, we've just, there's so much kind of, uh, 
holding things back from the public, not showing them the process. And it's, it's missed. It's just a mystery to so many people. What do architects do? And, right. and one of the reasons it's a mystery is because we don't share this stuff. And we, th- we exist right now, like in our firm, I think we have four or five generations of people working in the same place. That is a huge spread, right? Boomers are working longer. Millennials are, are here. What's the next generation is about to enter the workplace. And it's like, this is unprecedented where you have a range where you've got curmudgeons who don't want to share anything to people who share everything they do. Right. And, and that is the future of the practice. It doesn't matter what the curmudgeons think about that anymore. It doesn't matter at all, right? Because they're not going to be there. And so when you start to think about it of the way things are headed where sharing is normal, you've got to get in the mindset of that, that sharing is going to actually help save this profession. Because if you don't do that, if you don't participate in that, then you're not doing the profession a service. You're not doing it a favor of actually being there in future generations. And maybe you don't care about that. But I think a lot of people do. And you've got to get to the, to the point where we can't keep, we can't make this, uh, this profession proliferate if we don't give people shoulders to stand on. If we don't share information about how to do things, because I, I don't know about you guys in your firms, but I see older generations have a real hard time mentoring younger staff. They right. just, it's just, they might do it on a, on a very small, like one-to-one basis, but it's not, it's, it's not scalable like that. And so younger generations are left to reinvent the wheel every well, time something happens. And I think that that is a huge disservice to the profession. Well, how are we going to continue to show the value of the profession if we're always hiding the bulk of what we're trying to convince people to pay us for? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you go to the Entree Architect Facebook page and, you know, you see the conversations that they have about Oh, oh, well, you know, people just want, you know, me to do a real quick rendering for them or they want me to do, you know, some plans, but they don't want to pay a lot because it's because we're not really, you know, we, we don't really articulate like all of the work that goes into creating those things that they want, you know, right. They just see the end result. Oh, how hard could that be? Pretty picture at the (laughs) end. Yeah, exactly. And so to be able to kind of lift the veil and peek behind the curtain to see what we actually do only help strengthen our position of letting people know, you know, why we're asking for the money well, that we're asking for. No, nobody wants to see the role of trace. It took you to get to that final design though. Oh no, I right? think you're wrong. I think everybody wants to see that. I think everybody wants to see how the sausage is made. I think you want to see that. Well, that's but... no, this is why people watch reality TV, Neil. This is why HGTV is so popular because they get to see the makeover happen, right? Right, right. And and we all know that that's it's fake, right? It's it took seven days to do all this. I think you're comparing a little bit of apples and oranges here because when you're seeing HGTV, they see the construction process, right? They they gloss over the design process with like a, a little 15 second. Oh, here's a little animation. From this to this. Okay. And and what I'm talking about though is the 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 work that goes in to produce something that you show to the client, right? For, for them to comment on. Uh, this happened to me a number of times. So 
you produce some sort of design remodel addition, and then you go meet the client and then they go, well, what about that? And it's like, oh yeah, I explored that already. And you know, if you have that information, you can pull up, maybe you pull up some sketches from what you had done to show that maybe that doesn't work. It's like the version I'm showing you has hopefully explored a lot of these things that typically our clients will come to us and say, well, what about this? Or what about that? And so I, that's what I'm saying though, is, is, but that's the effort that goes into it, right? It's kind of like a piece of art or, or painting or something. It's like, wow, look at that final painting. Boy, that must have been really, you know, there's there's not a whole lot to that, right? I mean, maybe artistically it's very good, but or technically it's very good. But uh, it's what was the thought process that went through that artist's mind to create that thing and what it, what, what went into that? That's hard to show, it is, but right. I, so and that's so hard I, to get paid for. I guess is what I'm getting at. It's like that big roll of trace that all those sketches. At the end of the day, it produces a document or nowadays a model, right? And that's the finished product. But nobody really sees that. That's what you're paying for is our experience to get you to that point. And that's 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 hard to actually show. Well, and I think it's and, a lot. And does anybody really want to see all that? So, so I mean, does somebody want to see the multiple variations of your model or sketches that you got to? I mean, no, they want to see the final product no. and then make comments on well, that. Well, that's not necessarily true, though, because right. it it may be in like single family, you know, residential and stuff where they don't really want to see, you know, how it's made or something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I know that on almost a week, well, biweekly, but in more recent weeks it's been weekly we've had our client sitting in the room with us having working sessions as Mm. we go through this stuff we've got stuff pinned up on the walls we've got digital imagery up on the um you know on the screen where we can go do fly throughs and Mm -hmm. pull up enscape and stuff but we've got rolls of trace out there and we've got pens all over the place and we're sitting there and we're sketching through it and talking about it because they're savvy enough to want to see and want to have that input and even more so, they're actually very thankful that they're a part of that process because they have as much ownership to it exactly. as we do. And I, yeah. I honestly, yeah. I don't. I think I agree with what you're saying, Neil. I, but I also think we're talking about two different audiences. Yeah. And, I, and I'm yeah. not saying yeah, exactly. that because what I'm not saying is that everything is for everyone, right? I'm not trying to say yes. that. What I'm okay, trying to say enough. though is strengthening our profession. Because the people who are in our profession are interested in this kind of thing. So yeah. while the general yeah. public is interested in that room remodel and watching it on HGTV, the architectural student wants to know how what it really takes for a project to get created. Right, right. And I think we're talking about – so that that that's where I'm coming from with okay. this. Yeah. And so I think yeah, nowadays it's easier than ever to share this kind of information. It is not difficult at all. It doesn't need to be edited and perfected. It doesn't need to be a shiny, glossy thing. The process is messy. The videos that show it off can be messy as well, and that mm-hmm. should be okay because it's just, it's just like a live stream. Like – that's why Twitch exists, right? These kids love to watch people play video games. They don't care that they got to the final part of the video game. They want right, to watch right. how they got there. And it's just live stream. It's unedited. It's off the cuff. I mean, and there's personality there that you get to see right. that you don't see in a perfect final image. So you're saying we should all have little video cameras attached to our, uh, our near our desks and just like 
video live stream a day at work. I think that there should be channels for everybody should have a channel. And and whether anybody tunes in or not is not the point. The point right. is to share what you're doing. And if there's gold in there, like it has to, it's a way for us to find that gold, right? Instead of it being locked away forever. So are you suggesting we videotape our recordings so people can watch our reactions? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But no, you know, like I made that. a video. Like we we Why talked is Neil about not wearing pants. We talked about. Oh, you won't see oh, that. Right. We God, you had to go there. I did. <laughs> Sorry. Moving we, on. We talked about in the yes. episode about my trip to St. Louis and and what mm-hmm. it was like to attend the design technology symposium. But it, I also made a video about it. Which and that I watched from start to finish and. It was awesome. I was just like, holy crap. I mean, first of all, I was like, when does he have time to do this? (laughs) You know, not the shooting part, because he was just basically shooting it while he was doing it. It wasn't that. It was the editing part. The whole assemblage of things was just kind of floored me. But I was just, I I watched the thing twice, actually, because I was just like. Thank you for your viewership. Yes. I believe I even (laughs) gave you a like. Um, (laughs) But I mean, it was. I just thought that it was pretty interesting, uh, just the whole process of things. And, and then, you know, I'm thinking, you know, what kind of equipment is he using? I mean, you know, what's the final editing process? Not only was I engrossed in everything that he was doing and really surprised, I mean, your, your backpack works yeah, (laughs) because that torrential (laughs) downpour, right. Oh, uh, yeah, it it was pretty amazing. So, so what you're, you're getting even deeper into it, right? Because what I put out there on my YouTube channel is not a perfect documentary, right? It was one person with a camera and some editing capabilities and some music. And it's, so it's not a feature film. It's not perfect. I don't have a crew. I don't have lighting. I don't have sound. I, you know, I, like it's all just me, but then right. there's, but then there's also what you're saying was, now I want to go even deeper. I want to see yeah. what equipment he's using. I want to see how he made that thing. And that, to me, just speaks even more toward this idea of document, 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 document right. what you do. Exactly. Because people are interested in it. And it doesn't matter how many people are interested in it. All you have to do is find a few people that are interested in it. And, you've, you, right. and you're doing your job, I think, when it comes to And like to what you did in the video, you know, you talked about all the different equipment. You know, I mean, hell, you even went in and talked about your jacket. You know, I just thought that was a fun, a fun interlude, right? Like, oh, oh yeah. What, no, what can I was, do to break up this? But it was the, great because you are talking about it, and and like you know the thirty by forty videos. I mean, he, I got that right, did I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, he he talks about you know the process of things, and that's what's great about. It. I mean, there's you know a couple of different um, architectural videos out there you know, talk about the process of things. I mean, some of them, they're actually building things and, you know, you see them like go through the entire process, what woodworking equipment they're using and things like that. And there's just all these different things out there that I, I, I like, and I think makers like us like to see the process and like yeah. to understand what the process is. And, and so going back to how we started all of this, you know, it was, it was really kind of interesting that Mariah's talking about documenting all of this stuff. And I, I think the, she'll be able to bring a lot of really good value to her future employers once she's finished with school, because 
of how she's going about thinking about the process. Yeah, so so let's continue to talk about documentation. We got another email, so this is part two of the episode here from Michael Frasina. Hope I'm saying that right. And he's an architect, and he uh, so long email, no, but no, he's two tests away from two, licensure. Okay, two tests away, almost an architect, almost. And let's see, he was working on a project that has been built, right? And now he has been asked, he's been given the opportunity, which he is super excited about, which is to teach an architecture class in this space that he designed. So it's a STEAM space, which is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And, you know, these are popping up all over the place. They're fantastic. My son's starting a class at a STEM center local to us with robotics and all kinds of neat stuff coming coming soon to my life. But um, I think what's so interesting about this is, again, he's saying this is this is a once or twice in a career opportunity for the sector of architecture, and he's brimming with excitement, so much so that he feels it's imperative to document the experience. So he doesn't have a blog, he doesn't have a website or a YouTube channel. He posts infrequently to social media, 35 years old, and feels out of touch with how to make this happen in a viable way. His question is, how would you document this experience? Mixed media, vlog, blog, Twitter, photo diary, podcast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really? And that's hard, of, right? That's yeah. hard work. But it's... Well, it, go whatever ahead. you feel comfortable with, right? Or that you may know or want to learn, right? Right. I think, Do it that way. I, I think... I don't... I'm not too much in the comfort part of it because I think any okay. one of these things is going to be out of his comfort zone based ah, on what enough. he said. Which... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which but that's, that's a good thing. I yeah, think that exactly. leaves, leads to creative breakthroughs that you didn't realize were, were possible things for you. And so to me, what, what it comes down to, Michael, is that you need to pick something that you will be consistent with. And so right. don't try to do it all. Like Cormac's answer was yes. My answer also is yes. Like there's no wrong answer, I think is what we're saying. It's, you could pick any one of these things and it would be great. I do think there's a lot of power in video, and I think that's really what I'm trying to say in this episode, is that you can show so much more. It's like meeting somebody face-to-face rather than over the phone or over the internet or Twitter, right? It's mm-hmm. one of those things where you get to see into that space. You get to see what those students are experiencing, and I think that there's maybe some some things you're going to have to work around when it comes to how you document this experience, Right, because you you've got other people in the room with you, so you got to think about that. But honestly, I think a vlog or something like that is probably the most effective way to communicate. But can you be consistent with it? Because it is hard work. It is an extra job. Like like Cormac mm-hmm. said, where did Evan find the time to do that video? It's a lot of work. I mean, and there's no doubt about it. And I think part of it is we have to get over our expectation of perfection at the end as architects we're going for that perfect set of documents or that perfect photo the money shot of just you know the it's this glorious complete final thing and it's perfect you can't we don't do that with this podcast right we do edit this podcast it's not just straight off the mic but it's not perfect and i think the same thing goes for for video it's it shouldn't be treated it doesn't need to be perfect like i'm not going to go back to st louis and reshoot a thing that i messed up on nope right. it's going in just like it is yeah and you have to have that mindset going in and i think if i were to start a new podcast today i would weigh 
more rather have it be less edited than more edited because I think it put it gets you into a it puts you into a, a precarious position of having to produce something really nice every time and you don't always have time to produce something nice every time. And I would rather have it come out and you be consistent and build an audience with consistency. That is probably the number one thing you need to build an audience mm-hmm. is consistency. And I would rather have it be imperfect and consistent than perfect and never happening because that is totally what happens. Yeah. Well, guess well, what? nothing's ever perfect either. And guess what? I'm editing this one, so it's not going to be perfect. <laughs> I think it goes for every one of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, I do have one more question. Sorry, it's, this is a weird little tangent. I do have one more question. My question was, is how did Evan find the time to do this? Now I have a question of, is why is Evan now referring to himself in the third person? But... <laughs> That anyway, should my, I should ask that question. <laughs> exactly. I, I would say you have some experience with Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook that look to one of those um, I, to start with. The, the interesting thing about Facebook is that if you want to do video, you can do video. Actually, you can do it on Instagram yeah. now, too. You, I think you have these live streams. If you're going to pick any one of these, it should be Instagram. Instagram yes, is the only be. place where this stuff actually matters right. i think where where you can build an audience that's totally not agree. private it's it's open right i mean not not that twitter's closed down at all but it's twitter is text and it always yes. will be text and instagram is pictures and it will always be pictures and video right so it's it's a better medium better platform for this medium yeah and, and if you think about it that's what we do we're we are image builders i mean we create things to be seen yeah, they're to be worked in or lived in or whatever in, but also it's to be seen. And so Insta- you're right. Instagram is the the method. I mean, it also gives you great constraints. So we talked to, we talked a little bit about constraints in a, in a previous episode, at least with my, my photography, right? Where I was talking about wide angle, black and white, our trip to New York. Right. But the same thing with Instagram, you get one minute with video, right? Unless you're doing IGTV kind of stuff, but if, or, or live streaming, but if you want to post video if you actually want to post it you get one minute so you have to tell a concise story i mean look at look at vine which is now gone right but but vine was six seconds that's all you got and there was amazing videos that are six seconds long out there so constraints are not a bad thing i think you want to think about maybe and and i honestly try try lots of things don't don't just try sticking just to one but but if you want to go YouTube, you can go long form. If you want to do Instagram video, you got to keep it short and concise. And that might help you actually be more consistent. So you got to think about that because mm-hmm. I think that there is potential everywhere. And the Instagram thing in, in particular is – I don't know if you guys saw I, – I post – I usually post our episode to my Instagram feed. So I'll, I'll do a screenshot right. of the episode or I'll do – in this particular, like like just yesterday, I posted a video of it instead because I wanted to try something new. And I think that it actually got further that way than it did with just a picture. Because, you know, now everything, it, Instagram has the algorithm too, right? Just like Facebook got, where it's right. not an actual timeline. It's it's something else. And so mm-hmm. tr- let's try something new. Let's see if we can we can have more people see it by, by shooting video and, and throwing that out there. Um, I think either way, you can't go wrong. You need to try stuff. You need to find what works for you so that you can be consistent doing it. 
But I think, again, back to the big picture of this this whole episode, I love this idea of people saying, I can't screw this up and not document it, right? Because it is mm -hmm. such a unique opportunity. And there are what's funny is it's totally not. It's just it's a unique opportunity to you, but other people want to see this kind of stuff so that they get a glimpse into it and maybe it'll happen to them and maybe they're not going to go to school for a year and they want to know how can I get ahead or I'm going to be teaching in a space I designed. What's that like? Um, that's not going to be unique to you. That's going to happen to a lot of people. So how neat is it that you can actually share that now? I mean, I think that these are great opportunities for, for documenting and sharing what your experiences and who cares how many people watch it. This should right. be a creative endeavor for yourself. So you mentioned consistency. One tip I'd say is do, well, one of the things we do is we have a schedule and we, for the most part, other than a few times over almost coming up on six years now, we hit that schedule every single time and it's, it's documented. We have a calendar and it's work to make sure that all three of us can, can do this and you'll only have yourself. But if you, if you set up that schedule and you know, you have to produce something and it, it will, it will help you do it. And, and I think it'll, it, it, it does it for us because there's times like, okay, we have to record, we have to get an episode out and we, we make it happen. So I think if you set that schedule and you say, okay, it's every week, it's every two weeks, whatever you're going to do and you keep to it and actually I don't know, guys. I, I mean, it gets easier, right? Once you have that schedule and you commit to doing it and you kind of get into a rhythm of what, what you're doing, it, it gets easier. It wasn't easy for us when we first started. It was like, okay, how do we do this? What do we do next? What's going to be the next episode? How are we going to do that? And now we're into it for a while. And okay, now, now we kind of have a routine and, and we've built an audience based on that. Yeah, if we right. just hit and miss then it, I mean, that was some advice that I heard from people when we were first starting this and, you know, um, podcasters that were outside of the architecture industry, but were doing podcasts. That was the big key is consistency. And that way you build your audience. So well, that, that way you also hone your craft too. And you hone your craft. That's true. Right. Right. Cause yeah. you, you force yourself to do it every week, every two weeks, whatever you decide to do. Exactly. And we even released the bad episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the bad ones. So one of the comments we got on the last episode was that, that one of our listeners really liked it because it was a little different than our normal rambling episodes, right? And, and I think right. one of the things that I would say about that is you can't hit a home run every time. And right. I think what's really interesting about that comment is it makes me think about all the emails that we've received where people say, who cares what you talk about? I just want to turn on the episode. And I think that is more of the mentality of the younger generation now, which is, I like these familiar voices. I feel like I'm in this group. I feel like I'm nodding my head along with you and talking to you. And I wasn't expecting to get those kind of emails when we started this podcast. No. But yeah. I love getting yeah. those emails because it tells me that even the the stuff that we release that is not topical it's rambling it's still providing value to somebody somewhere and and it's just because you know we have 
day jobs. We're very busy individuals. We can't plan everything out and make it perfect and topical and just what you need to hear when you need to hear it. It doesn't work like that. And we're not even trying to do that because we know we can't. And so I think part of releasing every two weeks has put us in a position of what are we going to talk about this time? (laughs) We've been doing this for five and a half years. What else is there possibly to say? And somehow we find something to go on and we release it. And I think that is the key is that we release it and we put it out in the world. And you are going to get positive feedback and you're most assuredly going to get negative feedback based on that. But we are the ones doing the podcasting. And I think that to me puts us at a different place, right? Because we're actually creating something and putting it out there. It's just like art. You're putting art out into the world. Not everybody's going to love it. And that's going to be okay. And I think that is something that you should go into this knowing in advance is that you're going to put stuff out that you are not in love with and that somebody else is not going to be in love with. But man, there's always going to be somebody who finds a value in that. And I'm surprised by that myself, but I still think that it's reassuring to feel like we don't have to make this thing perfect every time we put it out. And it's still going to be valuable to somebody. So I think that's that's really what a lot of YouTube channels are based on too. It's consistency. It's putting something out there. It's trying something new. It's learning something in the process or the software or whatever it is when you're doing it that's going to make it valuable for you and that might make it valuable for somebody else. Totally yeah. agree. You know, it's, it's funny. It's, you know, we were talking about like all these different outlets, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all this other stuff. Well, I was um, totally paying attention to everything that you were saying and, <laughs> and skimming your phone. <laughs> and skimming Instagram and, and rolled across your Instagram, Evan, um, where you were talking about uh, the new episode of Speak and you posted a video and all that other stuff, which, right. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. You seem to be the only one that's, that's uh, brave enough um, between the three of us to, to actually put my post, face on there, put, put your face <laughs> on there and, and talk about videos and stuff. So, I mean, I think um, it's, it's rather encouraging that, you know, I think I, I keep thinking oh, I need to do that too. And so there might be a time and I don't know when, but there might be a time when I actually do that um, based off well, of looking at somebody else doing it yeah, and saying, okay, well, this really isn't that hard and it's okay to, you know, it's okay that it's not perfect. Right. Yeah. And I think if, another way to think about it is if you're not going to do it, who is? Somebody's exactly. going to do it. Right? right. So might as well be you. Well, I was point. more hoping it would be you, but. but. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been. Exactly. Thanks. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, any other words on, on uh, Michael's or Mariah's follow-up or questions? You guys have anything else to say? Keep them coming. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. if, if you guys out there have liked the episodes where we're responding to listener feedback or questions, Give us we more. need more feedback and questions because they're far and few between. I mean, it, it's one of those things where we, we love seeing, and a lot of these things we don't talk about because they're, they're more personal for somebody or they're not, they're not appropriate for the whole audience and maybe we're just emailing. But we love getting those kind of questions and maybe having the opportunity to talk about it on a, on a show is a good thing. Well, That's you know, we I mean, sometimes get topics. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's not unique. If you guys remember... I think it was earlier this week we had an email. It, it was it was talking about, you know, they were talking about, well, you know, I mean, 
we didn't want to take up any of your valuable time. You know, we, we want, I wanted to respond, you know, on multiple, um, times, but just didn't really feel like bothering you. I'm like, no, no, bother us, bother us as much as you want bother us as many times as you want, because I really enjoy, um, listening to anything and everything that anybody ever wants to ask us because it, one, it's just a good dialogue. I mean, that, that's kind of what we started out doing this for is to just kind of have a dialogue, not only with ourselves, but just maybe it was to convince ourselves that we weren't crazy. (laughs) But, um, I think it was also just really, I, I think conversation and dialogue between the profession, everybody in the profession is an extremely important thing. So I think we've also um, helped convince people that they're not crazy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, we've, we've heard that before too. Right. I wasn't the only one thinking that. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. you, you just proved to me that I wasn't crazy. So yeah. 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 So, <laughs> um, that you and me are crazy. Yeah. But yeah. All right. We should All wrap right. this one up. Yep. I think so. All right. Well, Hey, I'm going to, Take us out here by reminding everyone that this episode was brought to you by our good friends over at RCAT and Construct. The music is by System Kid, and you can subscribe to ArcaSpeak on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play, or even listen directly from our site. You can follow the show on social media. We were just talking all about that. Twitter and Facebook is where you can usually find us, and links to all of that can be found over at ArcaSpeak Podcast. Stay subscribed, everyone, and thanks again for listening, and keep those questions coming. Come say hi at the Construct Show. That'd be great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing people there. We'll be there on Wednesday. All right. October 3rd. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Goodbye.
Oh, boy.